Okay, what is happening? Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Education Podcast by me, Rob Matthews Coaching. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, first one back um, after Thailand, coming back from holiday, which was a much needed reset and break. And yeah, if you'd like me to do a sort of life update episode, um, similar to the one that I did back in August, where I just sort of sit down and talk freely, a bit more off the cuff and just yeah, give you a life update, tell you how I'm feeling, tell you things that I've been enjoying recently, things that I think you should get into and everything like that, then let me know. Um, Instagram's always the best place to tell me and yeah, I'll even chuck it up on my stories once this goes out and yeah, maybe that'll be next week's episode or in the coming few weeks, but yeah, let me know if that's something you'd like. But today anyway, we are going into your most controversial fitness opinions and at the end of the episode, I will be giving my own most controversial fitness opinion. So, I reached out on Instagram, as always the best place um, to get involved and to get talking to me. Um, for you guys to give me your most controversial fitness opinions. Now, I've gone through them all. Um, this was back in December before I left that I got these all. So, they're all updated anyway. And um, yeah, there were some pretty harsh ones, some pretty strict ones that I've had to um, sort of eliminate because I don't really want to say some of them because I know I'll get cancelled. And yeah, I've narrowed it down and we're just going to go through them. We're going to go through whether I agree with them, whether I disagree with them or what my sort of opinion on this and why someone might think this and what's the actual truth behind it because a lot of these things... um, People will sort of make an extremist statement, you know, it's a controversial statement, isn't it? And the reason that they think that may be due to their own bad experiences or to their own bad education, and that's not at fault of their own, but at fault of, say, previous coaches, or even just what information they consume. You know, we all know the social media age that we are in. It's pretty toxic for giving out shit information, especially when it comes to fitness advice. So, yeah, that's what we're here to give you some no bullshit. Um, we're going to go straight into it. And the first one, you know, strong off the bat is that going to the gym is asking for body dysmorphia. Now, body dysmorphia is something that I would say I've even um, experienced myself. It's something that a lot of people who get pretty lean will experience at some point. And not even pretty lean, but people that are going to the gym for the wrong reason. And that is why I'm going to disagree with it because it's not asking for it. It's asking for it if you're simply training for aesthetics. Now, that's probably quite controversial in itself, but I think it's pretty fair to say because, like I say, if you you go to the gym and you're simply wanting to look the best that you can, you simply want the aesthetics, there is no form of performance metrics, there is no form of even strength metrics. Your simple goal is to look in the mirror every night and every morning and go, I look fucking class. You are going to get body dysmorphia. Yeah you are because like I said because there is no other metric your mind will always play tricks on you based off external stresses and internal stresses so you know if it's not a good day and shit's hitting the fan in your personal life and you think just going to the gym and getting a training session will sort that when your only goal in the gym is to look aesthetically pleasing your mind's going to tell you that it's not working your mind's going to tell you that you look shit that your arms aren't popping that your glutes aren't coming out and that your waist isn't getting smaller and actually you can be you know fucking six percent body fat and your brain will tell you that you're actually 12 and that you're not skinny you're not lean you're not muscly you're not 
vascular, you know, all these things. And you will end up with a disproportionate view on your body. And to be honest, when you're sort of going into that direction, and it's not a hate on bodybuilding, it's just a hate on simply training for aesthetics, is that you will probably get more than body dysmorphia. You will probably end up with an eating disorder because you will once you start to get a negative connotation with your body image you will then decide to dictate that and respond with what you can control and the next thing that you can control is food so by controlling your food it will then make you think that by limiting your calories you'll then get a better body image and then this aesthetic and this negative cycle of processing um, will just become worse and worse and you will end up with body dysmorphia and like I say, it's very typical in bodybuilders and people that get ridiculously lean and that is not just getting lean for summer i'm meaning lean to the point of you know you can barely even feel fat on you you know we're talking the low like below eight percent body fat here um sort of level of lean it will end up just getting to that point where you are tricking yourself so it's why you know if you look at any of my coaching stuff even if your goal is to lose weight the main thing that we'll work on is performance metrics. The main thing we'll work on is strength goals. And we'll also use other metrics than simply just the way that you look because otherwise it will end up in problems. But hopefully that makes my point clear that going to the gym isn't asking for body dysmorphia, but training simply for the aesthetic may end up in you getting it. So let's move on to number two. That was quite a good point to start us off, quite controversial. Um, and that's going to the gym during the night equals the best sessions. And now... If you know me, you know I'm not a nighttime trainer and it's, it's, I couldn't imagine anything worse. Um, I do have a few friends that are 3 a.m. warriors that, you know, they get up at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and by the time they train it's 3 a.m. and I could not imagine anything worse, to be honest, than being in a gym at, um, you know, really late nights, even past sort of 7 p.m. and for me is like the cut-off um, and I'm, I'm a morning trainer, so... Yeah, I don't I don't really get the hype, you know. A lot of people do it, but one I think your caffeine content has to be really low because you you don't want to affect your sleep, which in turn obviously means you're not potentially gonna have a great session. Not that you need caffeine, but obviously it can have its benefits and alleviate your performance in that way. So I don't I don't get it. Honestly, I really don't get it. Like if I'm ever doing a double session, and this is something that I might want to do a podcast on in the future because I think it's actually quite a good topic in sort of how to balance two training sessions a day effectively, I will always make sure that my nighttime session is in a team setting, whether that's, you know, rugby or something like that or a run and try and get someone along with me. Or if it is, say, I've got a run in a gym session, I'll do the gym one in the evening because there'll be more people around to sort of bring you up. Whereas I just, I just don't get it. If your only session is like one session a day and it is the gym like go in the morning you will feel 10 times better for it you will get the endorphin rush and yeah you'll just have a better day afterwards because if you get get the gym done in the morning the food's easier because you've already done your gym session so you feel more mentally inclined to eat better and eat um in line with your goals so yeah you know what i just i don't agree it's it's controversial but it's just i don't agree with going to the gym during the night equals the best sessions i think if anything it equals worse sessions and if you can get it done early and enjoy it while you can and live the high of the day on that that pump so yeah we'll move on to number three and to be honest i don't even think this one's controversial um shout out lucy for giving this one and it's crocs do not do not belong in the gym um obviously Controna, where i worked in the summer uh, manage the gym there 
and a lot of good friends still there and there's some absolute cretins in that gym man like absolute idiots the choice of footwear will go from absolutely nothing socks and slides to crocs and there's not a not a weightlifting shoe to be seen in there there's not a metcon there's just no actual proper shoes for lifting and fuck yeah crocs just do not belong in the gym and if you are someone who wears socks and slides to the gym if you are someone that wears crocs to the gym just get out like you're not training effectively if you are in crocs and it's not like oh you need the best shoes barefoot training can work really well um you know if you're deadlifting things like this but if you're wearing crocs like just shut up you're in there for the wrong reasons from the get-go and even if you're going well i'm just training upper body i don't need i don't need proper shoes yes you do like if you're if your form is correct you're pushing off your feet for exercises like bench press and all these things like that so get some proper footwear don't be a dickhead and don't wear crocs in the gym mate um move on to the next one after that was quite a good one and thank you for that lucy is that training like a bodybuilder is pointless if you want to play sport and i think this is a a really good actual opinion and i can understand where it is coming from so personally i think there is an element of truth to it but i don't think you're looking at the whole picture when talking into this so what i mean by that is that it is true if you are wanting to be a professional athlete and you're wanting to play sport that training like a bodybuilder isn't going to be effective to get the results that you want however if you are in a sport and you want to get into a sort of snc conditioning point and getting better at your sport and sort of adapting your muscles to sort of better suit the performance that you're wanting a good place to start is bodybuilding and it, bodybuilding gets a lot of shit for what it is but the truth is is that the majority of movements that you're still going to do in an snc program originated in bodybuilding and yes you're going to add in your olympic lifts you're going to add in things like this but if you're trying to do a clean and jerk when you've never even done a deadlift it's going to go fucking horribly wrong and you're going to injure yourself so it gets a lot of shit bodybuilding but it is the foundation point because like I say, if you're going to do something like a clean and jerk, you're going to have to learn each movement individually first and you're going to have to master the basics, the same as that you do with anything if you're a beginner. You've got to master the basics and then you can go to perform at a higher level with these bigger lifts, these more advanced movements. So actually training like a bodybuilder isn't pointless and it is pretty effective and should be your go-to point if you want to play sport having never done anything in the gym before because the movements are a lot more controlled they're a lot more simplified and there's a lot less chance of you getting injured when you've got outside factors like your training cycle might be different depending on where you are in the season it's the reasons that you might get athletes doing more of a bodybuilding program in season and then outside the season they're looking at an snc program to really develop that sort of push develop that explosiveness because during the season the whole point is just sort of maintaining and making sure that the injury prevention is the main side of it which bodybuilding is amazing for so yeah i think when we're looking at the specifics of um training like a bodybuilder is pointless if you want to play sport at the very 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 top level i would agree and say that's a fair statement however for sort of the everyday athlete and majority of us even say like myself training like a bodybuilder isn't pointless and it can be very good if you are a beginner to the whole sort of gym world and the snc world 
to narrow the foundations, to solidify the foundations and sort of just build your routine from there. So yeah, we'll move on to the second to last one because I don't want this podcast to be too long, ideally 20 minutes and I'm still holding you out. Well, actually the third last one because I've still got my own one to give you. So, and it's sort of another um, angle of it, but functional fitness is greater than a push-pull leg split. And obviously everyone's definition of functional fitness these days is like the fucking hot word in the fitness industry. What the fuck does it actually mean? No one really knows because to some it's CrossFit, to some it's hybrid, to some it's just fucking high rocks and pushing up a sled. And to others it's running a marathon and occasionally doing a bicep curl. So no, like <laughs> Even though I'm someone who would fall into um, functional fitness, and I've put sort of like inverted commas with my hands there, um, obviously I say I'm a hybrid athlete, I play rugby, I go to the gym and I fucking sometimes send it on a long run. Um, and I do I do a bit of everything, hence why it's hybrid. And I just, I don't think it's fair to say like that functional fitness is greater than a push-pull leg split because like, for 90% of people that maybe just go to the gym five times a week, let's say, and they don't really have many many goals. They just sort of want to feel better. They want to push themselves in terms of lifting some heavy weights, sort of improve their ego and just feel a bit good. That push-pull-leg split isn't going to do them any harm and it's not going to be bad. Like, if they enjoy it and it's what they want to do, then let them live. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Whereas if you're maybe someone who comes from a sport background going up, and the gym's never really been your thing, but it's something that you've sort of been forced to do, whether in academies and stuff or growing up, and you don't really play many team sports anymore, so you get into the gym, but you don't want to do push-pull legs, you don't want to have sort of that regiment and routine, then functional fitness is going to be better for you doing something like three sessions in the gym, two runs, and that's your five sessions for the week, or if it's just something like you're going to do three days of crossfit style metcons or sort of hit classes things like that whatever works for you is the best option like it's not really controversial to say but whatever is going to get you healthy and whatever is going to get you moving the most is the best fucking split for you and that's the thing most people forget people become idolized with i've got to be a bodybuilder i've got to be a functional fitness i've got to be hybrid i've got to be that and it's like i obviously have just said i'm hybrid but i'd make a joke out of it because i'm not fucking anything i'm just a guy who likes to do shit like i'm just a guy who if i decide that i want to run a marathon then fuck it i'm gonna run a marathon and i'm gonna train for that for four months or whatever whatever time frame i'm giving myself and then afterwards might not run for a couple of weeks like i've just done the november run my what it was two months afterwards that I've just done my first run last week like two months afterwards but someone would still go you know someone would look at me and go oh well you ran an ultra before so therefore you're a you're a hybrid you're a runner and it's like well I'm still still played rugby in that time I've still gone to the gym I've still done a bicep curl so whatever you want to class like don't fixate yourself on a on a class on a label just enjoy training like at the end of the day you're doing it to feel healthier you're doing it to like feel better to perform better to mentally check yourself to mentally prepare yourself for whatever life's going to throw at you so don't feel that you need to label yourself and that yes you might have heard that the gym's better for you for whatever your goal is but if you want to throw in a swim session 
once a week because you fucking love swimming, then just swim. Like, swim that one session. Remove one of the gym sessions because let's say it is that. Let's say you gym twice a week and... Well, sorry, you gym three times a week and you really love swimming, but you can't do it because you know you can only commit to three sessions a week. Do two gym sessions and do one swim because the longevity of what you're going to do is going to be a lot longer because you're going to stick to it for a longer period of time because you've got more enjoyment, you've got more fulfilment and you know, even if, say, you're not a big fan of the two gym sessions, the, the final session of the week's a swim, so you go, actually, I'm willing to do the two hours of the gym sessions so that I can do the extra swim and I can have that enjoyment. It's a payoff, it's a relief and it will get you far further and it will get you much better results than sticking to three times a week or something that you don't even enjoy. So, yeah, I'm not agreeing with the statement functional fitness over push-pull legs, but I think the statement that I'm going to give you is train the way that you want to fucking train, train the way that you enjoy and find a routine that actually suits you. Don't listen to some cunt telling you that you've got to do three times a week, you've got to do five times if you want proper results. It's like do what you fucking want and as long as you're doing something and following a structured routine, you will make progress. It may mean that you have to change the time frame that you're hoping to achieve it but you will still get results okay last one before i give you my one like i said we'll keep it to sort of 20 25 minutes hopefully and it's that bodybuilders hate crossfit because they are out of breath after a flight of stairs and yeah i mean we're there's a lot of hate for bodybuilding on this jesus christ i mean i'm not even a big bodybuilding fan but i feel like i'm really having to to play devil's advocate and being like it's not that bad but it's just two different styles of training like this is probably one of my controversial opinions but crossfit isn't the best metric of being fit like yes it will cover a lot and it will cover a lot of your sort of anaerobic capacity of how much can you do in fucking how many burpees can you do in 40 seconds while then chucking 100 kilos over your head and to many it will be the ultimate test of sort of like strength and fitness but I think there's so many metrics that it's just not eliminating like it doesn't it doesn't have anything to do with endurance it doesn't have anything to do with nutrition strategies and it doesn't really have much to do with sort of that mental capacity of pushing yourself beyond brokenness that you know I obviously talk about and why I want to do ultras and stuff like that is that getting to a point where you are broken and you're just having to like almost fight the demons to push through it and prove that your body um, can do more than it, it tells you and that your mind tells you. So, you know, I, it's one of them. Bodybuilders do hate CrossFit because they are out of breath after a flight of stairs. Yes, true. It's very much a war um, between the two sides. But I think the overall sort of point from me is that like sort of the last one just choose which one you want to do like crossfitters love sweating crossfitters love doing burpees and crossfitters love getting to having that community feel of being like oh that was so tough uh we're all sweating but woohoo high five we all did it together and it's sort of like almost like a hit class in that way whereas bodybuilders prefer to do one max effort one rep one rep max um powerlifting style and then go and sit and talk to the mates for five minutes resting in between sets like whichever one you enjoy whichever one, whichever side of the crowd you fall into do that one you don't need to bitch about the other one like at the end of the day you're both actually trying to achieve the same goal of being fit being healthier and being happier so like what's the problem at the end of the day like 
grow up and stop trying to make out that you're the best because your ego is too high. So let's go on to my final one. And this one is mine. Like I said, all the la- uh, last 20 minutes have all been your most controversial fitness opinions. So let's give my one. And this one probably is going to get me cancelled. Probably is going to be uh, cause a lot of debate. But sometimes you got to do that to get people talking. And to be honest, I've actually said it on a podcast before and I think it went quite under the radar. So maybe it's just me thinking I'll get it cancelled or people didn't really hear it properly. So we'll see you in the response to this. But my most controversial fitness opinion is this. Obese people don't belong in the gym. Uproar, kickoffs. how can you say that? You don't understand what it's like to be obese. You don't understand what it's like to be overweight. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying that they are banned from the gym and they shouldn't ever enter the gym. But what I'm saying is that to get where they want to be, the gym isn't going to be the problem solver. Because this is what you'll see with a lot of people when trying out on losing their weight journey is that they don't want to understand the fundamentals. They don't want to accept where they are and what habits have sort of got them to where they are and got them to who they have become. But actually they just go, I'm going to keep everything the same, but I'm going to go to the gym and walk on the treadmill for an hour. And that's going to solve my problems. And I've coached, I've talked to so many people about it. This is what everyone does. They go, I don't want to change anything in my life. I want to keep doing the exact same things, but I'm going to add one single walk on the treadmill or one run a week. And I'm going to expect that that's going to solve all my problems. And they're going to get... They're going to do it for two, three, four weeks and they're going to go, I've not lost any weight. What the fuck's going on? And they're going to stop. You see it all the time. And that's why I'm saying obese people don't belong in the gym. They belong in understanding and being coached into their habits and what's got them into that position there. They need to talk about their beliefs. What is their relationship with food? Do they understand the metrics of food? Do they understand a calorie deficit? Do they understand a calorie surplus? Do they know what it means to actually lose weight? Do they know like what foods are better for them, what foods aren't as good? Do they know how to have a balance of food? Do they know an 80-20 split of still ensuring that they don't just go, I'm losing weight, Let's. I can only eat salad, and they're gonna cripple themselves into hating food and hating their life? Do they know how their mental health and their weight is so closely interlinked? Do they know how their mental health and their physical inactivity are are linked? Do they know that actually running for, trying to run for an hour a day on the treadmill is actually going to put more pressure on their joints than is handy and actually if we could just walk and sort of get their body used to it and prepared to it, it's going to be more beneficial. Do they know that they'll actually find going out and walking rather than on the treadmill is probably better for them mentally and will start to make them feel better in themselves anyway? There's so many factors to it. And like I say, I'm not saying it like a... um, The reason I'd say it's a controversial sort of fitness opinion is because as a blanket statement, obese people don't belong in the gym. It's one that's going to catch eyes. It's one that's going to cause uproar and it's going to pluck on sort of the heartstrings of people that fall into that category. Whereas when I actually explain it and I work with someone on it, they'll go, yeah, you're completely right. That was the best thing that I needed. wasn't actually to just sort of rip the plaster off and just sort of make them lose the weight. It was to actually get them to understand how they got to overweight in the first point. And it's it's the same with anyone. You don't have to be obese. If you're someone who's carrying more body fat than they'd like at the moment, who's carrying more weight and who isn't happy with their body, isn't happy with their habits 
the first thing that you need to do isn't change your habits. The first thing that you need to recognize is what are your habits in the present? What is it that you're actually doing at the moment that has caused you to get to this point? And then it can be a choice of, well, what can we actually do to break these things down and slightly adapt and change so that your whole routine isn't different? You're still doing the things that you love to do, but it actually gets you better results. It actually gets you to be the person that you want to be. And don't get me wrong, some things will have to obviously be sort of eliminated or like say an 80-20 split of sort of only doing it on some occasions and not taking the absolute piss with it. You know, a prime example of that would be drinking instead of having fucking four beers every night going, actually looking at the relationship of going, why do you need four beers every night? Can we actually use alcohol as a celebration thing rather than something that you need as a coping mechanism and, you know, there's there's all these factors that come into it. So, yeah, hopefully you understand where that opinion is. Hopefully I don't get cancelled for that one. But I actually really enjoyed doing this episode. So make sure, as always, if you have enjoyed it, please leave a comment, message me on Instagram because, you know, I've uh, recently had quite a lot while being away. And, yeah, it really actually does make my day getting a, getting a comment about it and it makes me want to get up and do more of these episodes and increase the production quality and everything like that of them so if you do enjoy it make sure to tell me secondly if you ever see me comment uh, or post anything about the podcast get involved in it like say all these opinions were yours and everyone on instagram so make sure to join in and maybe i'll say one of yours if it's not too far and yeah just share it with a mate if you can um any episode that you've ever enjoyed it helps me out more than you know make sure to rate it and yeah here's to a big year 2023 going this on january 23rd as well which is pretty crazy um and yeah let's send it let me know your goals and here's to a sick year of another podcast every monday without fail